0: Welcome and good morning. Thank you all for being with us today, despite all of the cold and the dusting we got out there. Let's open up this morning with a reading of the word of the Lord. Read with me in Psalm 104, verses 5. He established the earth on its foundations. It will never be shaken. You covered it with the deep. As if it were a garment, the water stood above the mountains. At your rebuke, the water fled. At the sound of your thunder, they hurried away. Mountains, rose and valleys sank to the place you established for them. You set a boundary they cannot cross. They will never cover the earth again. Let's stand to our feet and give worship to our...
1: to thee. How great thou that... Thou art and sings my song, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art, and sings my song, my Savior God. Oh, great, ally. The splendor of the King Hold in majesty And all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. our God and, and I will see, see how great, great, how, great, great how great is our God how great is our God how great is God sing with me how great is our God See how great, how great is our God?
0: Thank you for singing. maybe Welcome again, and uh, as a way of reminder, we exist to help those that are following Christ take their next steps with Christ, and sometimes that next step is the first step. So if you're here today and you do not know Jesus, uh, please see one of us pastors, or uh, if you step right outside the door and to the left at the Next Steps desk, we'd be happy to, to tell you about the way that he's changed our lives and how he can do the same for you. Uh, for others, the next step may be in ways of service, getting plugged into to D groups or life groups or uh, joining us in missions as we take the gospel around the world. If you would, bow your heads with me as as we pray today. Today we want to pray for the church's biblical faithfulness, for Mosaic Multicultural Church, and, uh, and some of the, the matters that are going on around the world. Lord, we come to you, a people in need of you, a people grateful for you, a people that is so thankful for your word. God, I pray that we would all esteem your word highly, that we would dig into it daily, that we would... Let it lead us, and still its words deep in our hearts so that we may not sin against you. Lord, and I pray for this church that the decades and generations to come, it would be marked with biblical faithfulness. Lord, I pray for Mosaic Multicultural Church and the, the work that they're doing, Lord, that they would see folks come to know Christ, that they would get the gospel to those that do not know him that you would protect them, that you would provide for them, that you would care for them and encourage them. Lord, we're grateful for your unchangeableness, that you do not lie, you do not change your mind. There is nothing erratic in you, Lord, that you are stable. You are a solid foundation that we can put our trust in, that we can trust in your promises. God, I pray for the tensions in China and Taiwan as they go through political change and turmoil. And God, in in the midst of of all the noise and the chaos, I pray, Lord, that your truth is marching on, that your gospel is getting into closed countries, that the people in China are coming to know you, Lord, and, and that that nation would turn. Lord, I ask your forgiveness for my iniquities, for my sins, Lord, I pray that you would forgive me for times when I've not held my tongue, when I've listened to things that I shouldn't have listened to, Lord, when I've spoken words of discouragement and not words that would edify and build up. I'm thankful, Lord, for your gracious provision and Christ that you have not only saved me, but you continue to sanctify me. It's in his name that I pray all these things. Amen. We read today from James 4, verses 7 through 10. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, you double minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. You stand to your feet
2: and let's do that. Let's humble ourselves before the Lord that we might be tall. <laughs> let's sing this together. Oh, great God! Oh, great God of highest heaven, occupy my Lord.
1: to hear your voice, did not know your love within, had no taste for heaven's choice. Then your spirit gave me life, opened up your word to me, be the God. Dependent on your grace, keep my heart and guard my soul from the evils that I face. You are worthy to be blessed with my every
2: our eyes on Christ and the things of this world that just grow strangely down.
1: He embraces There the Son of God Gave His life for us And on there shall His Stead Jesus, to you we lift our eyes Jesus, our glorious We adore you, behold you for a strong. Oh
2: Good morning, uh, turn your uh, in your copy or your devices to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. If you're having trouble finding it, <laughs> you open the cover, go past the copyright date, and the list of table of contents, and you find no, page 1. That's page 1 in the pew Bible that's sitting in front of you. So if you want to turn there. Uh, we're going to be going there and just so you know I kind of talked about it last week Uh, we're going to be spending um, 2024 in the book of Genesis uh, and so we're going to be kind of starting off now launching out we're going to spend some time slowly here in the first couple of chapters and then we're going to kind of go through some of the major storylines through the rest but today we're going to begin in Genesis chapter 1 and if you hold on We're going to read the whole chapter this morning. So let's dive in. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was an evening, and there was morning one day. Then God said, let there be the expanse between the waters, separating the water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above the expanse. And it was so. God called the expanse sky. Evening came, and then morning the second day. Then God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the gathering of the water he called seas. And God saw it was good. Then God said, Let the earth produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And it was so. The earth produced vegetation, seed-bearing plants according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with its seed according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Evening came, and then morning the third day. Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night. They will serve as signs for seasons and for days and years, and they will be lights in the expanse of the sky to provide light on earth. And it was so. God made two great lights: the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule over the night, as well as the stars. God placed them in the expanse of the sky to provide light on the earth, to rule the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. Evening came, and then morning, the fourth day. Then God said, "Let the earth, the water swarm with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky." So God created the large sea creatures and. Every living creature that moves and swarms in the waters according to their kinds. He also created every winged creature according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. God blessed them. Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters of the seas, and the birds multiply on earth. Evening came, then morning, the fifth day. Then God said, let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds. Livestock, creatures that crawl, and the wildlife on the earth according to their kinds and it was so so God made the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds and livestock according to their kinds and all the creatures that crawl on the ground according to their kinds and God saw that it was good then God said let us make man in our image according to our likeness they will rule the fish of the sea the birds of the sky the livestock and the whole earth And the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. God also said, Look, I've given you every seed-bearing plant on the surface of the entire earth, every tree whose fruit contains seeds, This will be food for you, for all the wildlife of the earth, for every bird of the sky, and for every creature that crawls on the earth, everything having the breath of life in it. I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that He had made, and it was very good indeed. Evening came, and then morning, the sixth day. So the heavens and the earth and everything in them were completed. On the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, for on it he rested from all his work of creation. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for your inspired word. We're thankful that in it is life. We're thankful that it points us to you thankful that it unlocks the truths of the universe and we're thankful that it locks truths for our very own heart we ask that you would give us truth for our own hearts today in Jesus name amen well I remember when Franklin was very little Sarah was very diligent of walking around and talking to Franklin about how God made everything we lived back in virginia and we had a nice little small hometown which had a, a main street and they would walk up and down the street and they would walk to the college that was nearby where i went to college and 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 she would point out you know here's god made this who made this tree uh, franklin god did who made these squirrels over here playing god did who made that that pretty bird over there god did he spent hours talking about how god created everything including us and all the world and and so uh he grew up that's what he knows that's what he he understood well one day he was staying over with my my mother and um uh and what you know he was two or three or so because we moved here when he was three he was two or three and uh when they were in the the, the kitchen he had um he had poured over a cup of sugar and just left it on the table. And um, my mom came in, and she just says, she walks in and goes, who made this mess? And frankly, without missing a bit, beat, God did, oh my, God did. You know, God made everything. Even the messy things that we see, all of it, The beauty, the goodness, God made the universe and everything in it. From the biggest planet to the smallest microorganism on the skin of a whale. And today, as we look at this first section, the account of creation of the universe, I want us to be in awe of creation, but I want us to first and mostly be in awe of God. You see as we read Genesis 1 we can focus on a lot of different things in our study school classes that we might have been in when we were small talking about God creating the world or maybe we talk about even now about how we, how we blend science and Christianity and how those two aren't apart from each other actually Christianity the Bible helps us to see science better we might get into it to understand the details of creation but when Moses penned these words, it is clear from the first v- verse that his focus was God. When Moses started this, he says, In the beginning, God. Derek Kidner, who is a great Old Testament commentator who was over Tyndale House, a researcher in England, says, And notice that this is the story of the whole Bible. And what Moses wanted us all to see, that the story is God who created the heavens and the earth. This whole chapter mentions God 35 times. Elohim is the term used there for God and is the, dominates the whole chapter. kinder points out that the entire book of Genesis, actually the entire Bible itself is about God, and to read it any other way is misreading it. Which makes us think when we read the text of the Bible and we read the creation account, but even more so, how we live and how we think about God, do we focus on him as primary? And the creator do all of our praise. You know, John Piper had quoted the physicist Charles Misner one time, when he was talking about Albert Einstein. And he was observing Albert Einstein didn't have much to do with organized religion, but he said, knowing him, he seemed like a very, very religious fellow. But he said, in all the time Einstein spent researching and looking at the, the amazing nature of creation, that he was probably bored of what people, pastors, preachers, Christians how they talked about God. He said, my guess is that he simply felt that religion said he had run across, did not proper give proper respect to the author of the universe that Albert Einstein see, saw in the beauty of creation. Within its complexity, within its majesty, it, in its pure grandeur, we must look at the designer who made it and say, wow, God is great and when we look at all of creation psalm 19 says the heavens declare the glory of god friends this is the call to every created being to bring glory to the one who made us the question that we have on our hearts is do we make too little of god Do we make little of God in our hearts, in our lives, in our homes, in our churches? When we have the breathtaking view of God, of creation, of who he is, it should change our life, how we respond in authority, how we trust him, how we live for him. And Moses recorded for us the inspired view of creation to give us a sense of awe of God. And in this passage... We learn a lot about the designer of the world, the heavens and the earth, and how even through Genesis we see the design clearly. But, friends, let's look at the designer. In this passage, there are three things for us to learn about the designer of the universe. Number one, if you're taking notes, God is the designer who existed before the heavens and the earth. God is the designer who existed before the heavens and the earth. Verse 1 and 2 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of of the waters the Bible begins clarifying that God is the designer that God is pre-existent, not created eternal and creator of the universe using the phrase in the beginning God God exists before there is no one above him there was never a time that he did not exist he was not created or put into presence he always has been and always will be God was the mover, maker, and designer and creative force behind creation. And here, in these verses, we are met and introduced to the main player, the main focus, the main person of all of Scripture, the triune God. And what do we see? We're introduced to Elohim. Interestingly, as you read this, God... Created. This is Elohim is plural, and the verb created is singular. Here, even in the first few verses, we learn of the triune nature of God, that the ancient Hebrews that, that we believe that has been passed down to us understood that God is both unified and plural, that he is, they are both, he is one, yet he is three. On the one hand, the Bible teaches us that God is unity. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. But on the other hand, it explicitly teaches that God is three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all three of them are right here. God created the heavens and the earth. God the Father was present, moving and planning and moving and making the earth the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And then God spoke the Word of God that we know in John 1. The Word was God. We know that here that we are introduced to the God who is in biblical revelation the Creator. We see here that as God was in the beginning that He was of not time of itself, that he was within eternity. Moses would give in God's presence a praise and a poetic expression in Psalm 92. He says, before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from eternity to eternity, you are God. Friends, the Bible is now, we have understood it has understood as God, the creator, who is eternal and uncreated. The Athanasian Creed that we as Christians have have grown in our understanding of who God is has states that he is uncreated, incomprehensible, and eternal. Those three words are important because, one, he is uncreated, that someone didn't create him, standing him apart of everything else. Everything we el- else we read from verse 2 on was created by him, and yet God is uncreated, and incomprehensible and eternal puts him above also created things, incomprehensible being out of space and eternal out of time. God is established as above every other created order because he is God alone. And as creator, he has the final authority, final wisdom, the one to be praised in all of life. By putting himself here, friends, there is nobody on top of that chain other than God. There's no one else. that is why we are instructed the rest of the Bible that we should have no other gods but him that we should never slip into idolatry that we should never put and praise and put our weight on things other than God himself and that is when disorder comes in our life when we put things above him there was a Woman out in Washington, who was walking in the parks, and uh, she uh, went to their outside latrine, or what we would call it, the outhouse. Right? You know, we have really fallen in love with our phones, right? I mean, we we, we may even joke that we feel naked without our phones. Uh, we, if we don't have it, there's something wrong with us. That. Well, this lady went to the extreme. She went on her hike. She went for a walk. She went into the outhouse and had her dog with her that she was walking. And in the outhouse, accidentally the phone went down into the pit. Well, she loved her phone so much, she tried everything she could to get the phone she tried to reach it she couldn't reach it she tried to use the leash of her dog to try to fish it out and then she had an idea maybe I could fix a rigging system so that I could climb down in this hole and get my phone probably what you imagine happened the rig did not hold up she fell down into the mud and mud. now here's the good news she found her phone <laughs> And she was able to call for help. Two fire departments came to free her out. They warned her of the mud and the muck and how she is exposed to the things that she was exposed to. She declined treatment and just went home in humiliation. Brothers and sisters, we often put things created above the creator. And it gets us in a lot of mess. Brothers and sisters, we need to be careful and maybe even ask ourselves this morning, ask your very heart, what creation are you worshiping or putting higher than the creator? What are you craving and desiring that you think will bring you more filling, substance uh, uh, and pleasure than God himself? What place does God have in your life? What priority does God have in your thoughts? Brother and sister, be reminded the one who existed before creation, all things, deserves the first mention of the Bible because he deserves first place in our lives. So where is he in your life? How might he how might you be putting him in a place that he does not deserve? Third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Brothers and sisters, let's be reminded that he, the uncreated before time, created everything by his powers. Number two, the God, the designer is all-powerful, creating everything out of nothing. God the designer is all-powerful, creating everything out of nothing. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God calling the light... Day and the darkness night, there was an evening and there was a morning one day. In the beginning, in this absolute clause, which testified that there was no physical elements prior to God's creation. That is to say, that God created everything ex nihilo, which is Latin for out of nothing. Also, we can learn some other word evidence here. Linguistic evidence here that the Bible believed and teaches that God, the designer, created everything out of nothing was the verb to create. Every other term, uh, every other term in Scripture in the Hebrew is transferable, meaning that God can create or man can create. But this one phrase, bara, in this term, in this uh, way is only used by the work of God. This stem, this usage, shows that it is only God and always God that is the maker of creation out of nothing. Clearly, the ancient Hebrews believed that this was the starting point of time, that God created the heavens and the earth out of nothing. Wolfgang Capito, which is a German Protestant reformer who was Uh, was friends with both Luther and Zwingli, he observed this. Hence, in the beginning, he, God, creates from nothing, the heavens and the earth, not as much as they now appear. In fact, he describes them so as to show that there is no power in these things, neither to bring forth a form from themselves nor to receive one offered from elsewhere. For he brands them with three names and three epithets, The names are heavens and earth, abyss and waters, but the epitaphs, desolate, void, and darkness, are set forth as unformed matter, so to speak, that clears a path for the omnipotence of the Creator, so that he might declare that he is omnipotent through the works that follow. In other words, what he's saying is, when it says that the earth was formless, It was empty, and darkness covered the watery depths. It is to make us understand that God created everything out of nothing. That there was nothing there. God didn't put Lego bricks together. God didn't bring elements together that were already there. God created it all from nothing. And this helps us understand that God is more powerful than anything of this universe or created order because he spoke everything into existence now you might be a fan of a show that is now gone the big bang theory and you might be a fan of sheldon that was on there a the- theoretical physicist but real life sheldon coopers are trying to always explain the start of the universe. The Big Bang is one of the theories that they commonly go to. And one of the ways that they're trying to hang this on happenstance and not the creation of God, they're using the Higgs boson theory of trying to obtain what is known as the God particle. What that means is, is they assume that these things collided together to create every, the world and everything in it, But what they're having a problem with is trying to find what has enough mass to hold the center of creation together. And so they're trying to recreate this. They're spending billions of dollars, millions of dollars in this specific neutral environment. They're shooting uh, protons together, trying to make and recreate this happenstance in a few probably years ago now, probably several years ago now, in this closed conditions, they sh- shot millions of protons to get a glimpse of evidence that this might have happened. Now, I'm just a, you know, I'm just from southwest Virginia. And I'm just a little, you know, not very smart, not very keen on these things, but I guess my question is, is if they are trying to recreate the universe and everything in it, And they're shooting already created things together to recreate the universe. I already see that they're a step down from God of the universe. Where did those protons come from? Who created them? Where did they come from? Where did your machines come from? These are things that you created out of other created things. You are not God. We are not God because only God created everything Out of nothing, maybe to make it a little bit more simply, maybe you go home and bake a cake, or maybe you go home and bake cookies, which you can deliver off here at the church to me. Maybe you can... (laughs) (laughs) Which Sarah would say, no, don't do that. But... (laughs) But when you do so, you are creating, yes, maybe a masterpiece of a recipe. Maybe you're creating the best cookies that are ever created. But, friends, none of you are going home and creating sugar out of nothing. None of you are going home and saying that the cupboard is empty and creating vanilla out of thin air. We are not God because only God can create something out of nothing. And that puts him above every created thing because he is omnipotent, he is all-powerful, and has all the creation power that he has because he's creator God. Brothers and sisters, often we need to be reminded that God is God, and we are not. Brother and sister, what is it that's in your life right now that you have forgotten that there is an omnipotent powerful God who is overseeing what you're going through how many of us get caught into the trap of thinking that we are more powerful than he is how often that we are trying to fix things and do things and work things in our own ability forgetting there's one greater than all of us brothers and sisters what situation are you trying to control and not allowing the God who created the heavens and the seas and the universe and the stars who created them and they never existed before he spoke them into existence what are you seeking wisdom for yet you're not seeking wisdom from him brothers and sisters let's be reminded from the account of creation this wonderful God and whom we can turn to who's omnipotent not only is he omnipotent not only is he the one who designed all things but God friends he is number three God the designer is the God of order and has a plan for creation redemption and your life God the Designer is the God of order and has a plan for creation, redemption, and your life. Now, I'm not going to go down and break down every created thing. There's, There's great resources out there. There's some organization nearby answers in something, Genesis, I think that is. You can go there, and you can probably find a whole lot of those things. But today, we're looking at the Designer, And what we learn is this, is from divine revelation of God himself who revealed and inspired these very words, he makes it clear that he created the world in six days with design order that we might know that we are created by him, redeemed by him, and that his plans are trustworthy. I might say that again from the very divine revelation inspired by God himself, he makes it clear that he created the world in six days with design order that we might know that he created the world, that we were created by him, that he made a plan of redemption, and that his plans are trustworthy. We see this, this magnificent section of order God is a God of order. And when we look through this, we see that God has had a plan from the beginning. The term yom, or day, linguistically is used over and over again in the Old Testament. It can be used for other things, but except for the word day. It is always used for the term for day. And again, used over and over again, combined with the morning and evening, God magnificently Created the world in six days. And if God wanted a different word to talk about the expanses of years, he could have used it. But instead, he used the term for day. And when doing so, he then created with a creation order. The God, God said that he made the earth initially with all water, the atmosphere before the lands, plants before the sun. Planet Earth was finished before the sun was started. Flying animals before land animals and many kinds of creatures independently. Man from dust, not from apes, and woman from man. God had a plan from the beginning. And establishing himself as the one who created with order. Isaiah the prophet even rings to this when he says in Isaiah chapter 40, Who has measured the waters? in the hollow of his hand, or marked off the heavens with the span of his hand. Who has gathered the dust of the earth in a measure or weighted the mountains as a balance in the hills of the scales? Look, the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They are considered as a speck of dust on the scales. He lifts up the islands like fine dust. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are considered by him as an empty nothingness with whom... Will you compare God? What likeness will you set up for comparison with him? With the answer being, there is none. There's nothing we can compare. But when we look at his creation order, we see that at the tip top of creation, it was humanity. We're going to look in... in in a couple weeks about the image of God maybe next week I think it is and I want you to notice this at the end of every day of creation it says that God created and it was good the light, the seas the skies, the birds the water animals, the animals we get to the sixth day And at the end when he created humanity it says very clearly he saw and it was very good. In knowing this that God had a plan and that his joy was creating us. The image bearers that would carry his likeness to the world that he created us that we could worship him, that this very good creation, that Adam and Eve were separated, were, were, were created on the sixth day, and that he made a special garden for them, for him to walk with them, and to talk with them, and give special regard, and for them to fill the entire earth with other God-worshippers, Yet in doing so, we see that Adam and Eve deviated or rebelled against God. Now, we could get to that part of the story, and we will, and think, well, God must be pulling his hair out. God, God must have been caught off guard. Did he know this was going to happen? How could his creation so quickly rebel reject and turn away from him but friends when we see the god of order we see that god was before creation that we see that god is all knowledge we see that god never changes we see that god has had a plan for us from before there was time knowing that we would reject and rebel against him, knowing that we were created by him and instead failed to worship him as creator, we rejected him, and we are separated from him. As a matter of fact, Romans chapter 1 even shows what happens to our hearts, that we begin to do what we said in number one, point number one, we start to worship things that were created and not the Creator. Romans chapter 125, they exchanged the truth of God for Allah and worshiped and served what has been created instead of the Creator who is praised forever. Amen. We see that sin has entered in and has separated us from God. But God, who is a God of order, is fully of love had a plan in place and that plan was to enter his creation to live a perfect life to die on the cross taking the punishment for our rebellion and three days later rising to life and then showing his power not only over creation but of all eternity that those who believe on him will not perish but have eternal life. God has had a plan from the beginning. And it cannot even be thwarted by our own selfishness. It cannot be stopped by our own sinfulness. Instead, God, a God of order, created us and created a way for us to be redeemed. Ephesians chapter 1, 3 through 10 Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself according to the good pleasure of his will and the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ as a plan for the right time To bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth in Him. So, friends, the God who existed before time, who spoke the world into creation, who planned and created things in order who created us as his image bearers had a plan and has a plan for our ultimate redemption through his son that both now as faith in him and also one day when his son returns to bring us home we have victory in God through Jesus the son this wonderful God who created the world and every didn't spin the world and leave it to be left on its own instead he created the world to have personal relationship with us some here today we need to trust in this for this creator god this god who has a plan and worked his plan through Jesus Christ for salvation if you've not trusted in Jesus Christ if you've not trusted in him for life and for forgiveness of sins today, brothers and sisters, today is the day for you to believe, to be saved by the one who created us. Some of us here are believers, and yet, time after time, we are hooked on a hobby, a home, a family, a job, or a thing that we have placed more important than God in our life. Did Jesus die so that we could worship that instead of him? Brother and sister, repent today. Turn away from that that you're trying to bring fulfillment in and turn back to God. Are you seeking answers for your life from everywhere but God? Friends, that's we need to put God back in the place where He deserves. Primary. And as designer, He holds all the answers. It's a dishonor for us, for us to do anything but behold him as our great God. So today, as we consider the designer, where does he place in your life today? God, may we, through his word and through his son, Jesus Christ, may we be brought back to him and put him where he belongs as the Alpha Omega beginning and end and king of the universe but king of our hearts let us pray Heavenly Father we are thankful for the reminder of the scriptures today may we be in all of the creation and may it draw us to praise you but may we also make this a priority of our lives and may we be trust may we trust you in all things if we can trust you for our eternity for our existence we can trust you with all the details of our life so God help us and I pray this morning Lord that if someone is still far from you may they see a beautiful God who stepped into creation who saved them from sin and may they trust in you today in Christ's name we pray Amen. As we have heard, God's will cannot be thwarted. Yet, he calls us to submit ourselves to him. Would you stand at your feet and let's, let's submit ourselves under the authority of God and just, and just say, your will be done. <laughs>
1: shall I rise in ransomed glory at the throne. My heart restored with all your saints I sing. Father, not my will, but yours be daily in the fight that all the world might see your glory and your name be lifted high and in this name be overcome for you shall see us safely home now as your church our voice and pray, Father, not my will, but yours be done. in this name we overcome, for you shall see us safely home. Now as your church, we lift our voice and pray, Father, not my will, but yours Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done.
2: You may be seated for just a minute, a couple quick announcements, and then. We are going to be taking our uh, offering here in just a second. You can participate in that by giving physically as the plates come by or by scanning the QR code that there is in front of you or up here on the screen uh, here in just a second. You can give electronically. Also, we just again remind you or encourage you, if you are a guest and this is your first time, please make sure that you've scanned that QR code that's in front of you for Connect Card because we'd like to connect with you. If this is your first time with us today, make sure that you have filled that out and go to our next steps desk which is through the double doors to the left as we have a gift for you if this is your first time if you don't like the electronic stuff you can do the paper version they've got that there but please make sure that we want to connect with you uh, so we hope that you can uh, that you will connect with us so we can get to know you better help serve you in many different ways a couple quick announcements one the chili cook off and soup potluck is next sunday uh, weather permitting, things look good right now, so we'll try to do that after church next Sunday. Uh, we had a great time last year. We'll have a little little competition for the, uh, the cook-off, and so uh, you can come, or you can bring a, a crock of soup or something else, and we'll have some options for the kids and my wife uh, on that day as well. So, um, she's behind me, I forgot. I going do this for a second. Uh, so I can see her in my periphery. <laughs> um, also, that day is our family tubing, youth family tubing. Today, you need to get the money to uh, for your your kids to us uh, that are going. Uh, so if you give that to me, or where's he at? He's back here. Uh, Kyle, uh, either one of us uh, today. Uh, and then also, uh, in on the Next Steps desk are some new printed calendars for January to, to July of this year. Uh, there was both some corrections. We also changed a date, and we also added an event. Uh, the, the two, the change, if you notice down below, the Bible conference that we'll be having will now be on March 3rd from 4 to 6th. We'll be we talking about guiding our kids and grandkids in an upside-down world of gender and sexuality, and so we'll be talking about that on that date, and then on February 11th, we'll be having a missions trip fundraiser luncheon uh, to help fundraise our teams, that are going uh, several different places uh, this summer. So, uh, those two things are added. So, if you want to get a pick, uh, pick up an updated paper copy, those are at the Next Steps desk. I shared that on Facebook this week. That's all the announcements I have. So, let's prepare for giving this morning. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for the opportunity to give uh, as is an act of worship. We have worship through song. You, as Creator, you deserve all of our praise, full throated. Uh, singing, and we also, you also deserve all of our, our lives and obedience. And Lord, you've called us to give, uh, to show of obedience to you, but also the generosity in which we have received from you. So, Lord, as we give this morning, uh, may this be evidence of our thankfulness to you, but also, God, use this to help us reach people here in Northern Kentucky and the nations. We ask this in Jesus' name. Where you go,
1: I'll go Where you stay, I'll stay When you move, I'll move together. so this night I lose I will follow you yeah, I will follow I will follow you, whom you love, I'll love. How you serve, I'll serve. If this life I lose, I will follow. When you go, I'll go. When you say, I'll say. When you move, I'll move. I will follow you, whom you love, I'll love. How you serve, I'll serve. If this life I lose, will I will follow you I will follow you